0: Welcome to This Week in L5R, the podcast dedicated to keeping you up to date with Legend of the Five Rings and what is going on in the L5R LCG community by FFG. We do need more acronyms. For those of you who have been wondering, I have not been on for the last four to five weeks. The basic situation is I was in a car accident, then went through depression, then went to DragonCon, then got sick from DragonCon, and then I hosted a LARP on my land. So all of those things took up way too much time. However, now I am back and trying to catch up. Luckily, there have been a number of weeks that have been not terribly exciting in the recent past, so I should have a lot of time to catch up before the box set hits the shelves. So this is week 14, or at least I'm covering information from week 14. So the first part of this is the first storyline event called Smokeless Fire. In this one, the Phoenix clan see a bad vision. It's a pretty awesome prophecy, but I'm kind of partial to anything that has the phrase blood like a river. Anyway, so Asawa Keide is awesome. Uh, She was a badass in the old school, and it looks like she's going to be equally cool in this version. Uh, Right now, however, she is a messenger of sorts for the emperor. It's neat. So far, it's a good story. I like this part. It's not overly complex. It's a very straightforward concept. That raises a question. The crown prince, Satori, seems less than wholesome. I wonder what could have gotten into that guy. Now, Sawakade is betrothed to Tatori. I'm sure that everything will go well for them and it'll be a wonderful match full of happiness. Now, what the story is, it is particularly a question that is raised of if the unicorn magic is actually evil, and can they be allowed to keep doing that particular type of magic. So that basically is where the story ends, is the question uh, so that's basically where the story ends, is the question of, do the Unicorn get to keep using their magic, but teach the Imperial Guard, or are they going to be banned from performing that type of magic, which I believe is called Mushado. So that is the very first part of week 14. Shortly after that was Gen Con. There's no coverage of it for me due to the fact that I wasn't there. Not that I'm bitter. So there were some tournaments, some stuff happened, people did really good, blah, blah, blah. So the top people of the clans, the Hatamotos, got to vote on the question raised in that story. Shortly after that, a new story was released called A Most Suitable Teacher, which kind of gives a spoiler right there in the title. In that story, it becomes known that the unicorn have to send a teacher to the Imperial Guards. It is Ayuchi Shahai which is Ayuchi Dayo's daughter, who just passed Kimpuku. So we're talking she's somewhere around 13, 13 or 15, I believe. So anyway, she's basically now a political hostage and an instructor on the secret magic of the Unicorn Clan. So that was pretty neat. I like that. I think it was well done. It was not an overly complex concept, easily grasped by anyone who was there, and pretty easily, with a little bit of knowledge, they could make an informed decision, or at least partially informed decision. I'm assuming that this is how most of the storyline events are going to go. If so, I'm pretty happy with it, and I can't wait until I'm actually a part of them. So the next part of the week was the release of a story called The World, A Stage, which is a Scorpion Clan fiction. Now, I've already covered the Scorpion Clan cards, which they did a wonderful job of slowly disseminating those into every other clan's reveals, slowly, slowly before they finally just showed all the cards for the people who are not looking through every Fantasy Flight Games page on a daily basis. The Scorpion Clan fiction, it starts off in a training scene. There's a great combat between Beyoshi Shoju and Beyoshi Yunaku. At one point, he actually tells her to kill him while she has a metal blade and he has a wooden boken. That was on purpose. Basically, he's testing her. He's going to see if she is loyal enough and skilled enough to be the leader of the elite Bayushi guard. This man is pretty awesome if he actually tells somebody with a metal sword to try to kill him. He does, however, win the fight, and then there's some dot, dot, dot tension between the two of them, which is then interrupted by his wife, who is Bayushi Kachiko, and she is also the Imperial Advisor. So they talk for just a little bit. She's wondering if he's going to take her as a concubine. Nothing really concrete one way or the other. I seriously doubt it because he really doesn't have any need for anyone else in the world, the way that he has always been written in the past, that is. So the next part, he is looking at fish, and he's thinking about changing the paths of the future, primarily of other people, whenever he puts one obstacle in one place, how one person changes, and that changes another person, and that changes another another. It's an interesting concept from a pretty basic point of view. Kachiko then shows up and mentions your son, Dario, in the original stories, Shoju does not have a son, but Kachiko does. It's a secret son, and no one knows that it's not Shoju except for the two parents, which is Kachiko and the father. And I'm going to give a hint as to who the father was in the original stories. Alright, the hint is it's Doji Hatori, which in the current fiction is Doji Hattaru, a female. So I have no idea of who the father is in the current fictions. They're in a garden and there are a lot of workers around in the gardens who are fixing things and tending shrubs and, you know, just doing gardener stuff. It is completely a ploy. None of them are actual workers. They're all actors. The reason why they do this is so that they cannot be spied on by outsiders. If anyone gets close and is not supposed to be there, the workers will do certain things which will reveal to Shoju or Kachiko that there is someone else there. It's incredibly devious and pretty brilliant, which is everything I expect from the Scorpion Clan. Not that I'm biased. So the conversation between Kachiko and Shoju is about the Scorpion Clan and their role in the Empire. In the original days, Bayushi, the kami, said... I will be your villain. One of the things that they point out in the story very clearly is he never says, I will carry out your will. It says, I will be your villain. Now, how the Scorpion clan have always operated in the past is by being covert and keeping other clans balanced. So they embody their job by working to protect and serve the empire by being the villain. No one likes the Scorpion, and that's on purpose. Shouju's concern right now is that they are too prominent and too powerful, which means other people resent them and it makes them more in the spotlight so it is harder for them to do their job. Kachiko, on the other hand, is very happy and proud of what the clan has accomplished and doesn't want to lose any of that power. So they are basically at a impasse as far as what the clan should do. There are many different options that they could go with from this point. And that is either to be a stronger faction and accumulate more power and try to crush their enemies, which does not seem very likely considering the Scorpions' modus operandi and current military strength, or they could lose power on purpose, of course, which would make them less important in the other clan's eyes. I assume that this is what is going to happen. However, two things about this conversation Kachiko, on multiple times, says about different clans, the entire clan, that they are of no concern. I cannot really fathom the concept of Kachiko being one of the most important and powerful manipulators in the entire empire, talking about the Crane Clan, and I believe the Phoenix Clan, but possibly the Unicorn, and refer to them as being not a concern. Being a manipulator really, to me, indicates that she would know that these are always going to be threats. Shortly after that, Kachiko pretty much borders on treachery and heresy by saying some things about the emperor is not as powerful and or connected to the kami as he used to be, and that the emperor needs to be strong like shouju is, which they then play off as a joke and walk away, sure that no one heard. I really like the beginning of this story, and I love the middle part, but the ending was just a little bit flat. I liked where they were going with it, but then it kind of ended with a, ha, 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 it's a good thing that everyone knows that would have been a joke if anyone had heard that, right? Ha, ha. And then they walk away. Now, don't get me wrong, the story is still good, it's just that I have such high standards for anything scorpion, and I feel like they could have handled that just a little bit better, but that is me. After the Scorpion Clan Fiction, the Jin Con results of the Kiku Matsuri tournament. What this basically determines is the roll cards that will be in use up until Worlds coming up in the beginning of November, which I will not be able to go to, which I am also bitter about that. So the cards that are in effect... I will go over them again, even though I mentioned the roll cards in a previous episode. There are two different options for each element. There is seeker and keeper. All of the cards, all the seekers and all the keepers are the same as each other with the exception of which of the five elements they embody. So the seeker of air and the seeker of void are identical other than one is only for air and one is only for void. So the seeker card says this, you may replace one province of any element with an additional air province while deck building, or void province or earth province, etc. Reaction. After an air province you control is revealed, gain one fate. Or after a void province, earth province are revealed that you control. So that's the important thing. In this one, you can have two provinces of an element. And whenever you reveal one, you gain one fate. So you're pretty much guaranteed unless you lose by honor or dishonor that you are going to see at least one, if not both of those, and henceforth get at least one or two fate. Now the Keeper, and I'll read the Keeper of Earth, but all the other elements are the same. Increase your deck-building influence by three, which means you will have more options from the clan that you add in, or Splash, as it's called sometimes. Reaction. After you win an Earth conflict as the defending player, gain one fate. That one is more challenging in the fact that it makes your conflict deck stronger, but your ability to gain fate is actually weaker because it is harder to win conflicts as the defender of the element that you want to win as the defender. In other words, if I have the Keeper of Earth and someone is paying attention and they attack me, they're probably either not going to attack Earth or they're going to attack with overwhelming odds. Probably. Not saying it can't happen, but there is more fate generally gained from the Seekers than there is from the Keepers. So the Hatamoto, who are the top-rated people at the Kiku Matsuri, chose which of the Seeker and Keeper cards they wanted for the clans. Normally, this is done at Worlds, and normally this lasts for one year. However, since we're going into Worlds in a month and a half, we needed to have some cards. So this this is what we will be going into this season of Worlds with. Scorpion will have the Seeker of Air. Phoenix will have the Seeker of Void. Dragon will have the Keeper of Void. Lion will have the Keeper of Earth. Crab will have the Keeper of Air. Crane will have the Keeper of Water. Unicorn will have the Keeper of Fire. And at Worlds, the hatamoto, for each clan, will pick a new roll card. They are not allowed to pick one which they just had, And they will do it in ascending order of rated players. So if the grand champion is a scorpion, and I hope he is, he will get first pick. And then whoever is the second rated player will get second pick of the remainder. And then on down the line. That is it for week 14. Next week, which might be in the next day or two, depending on if I can actually get another episode out quickly enough will be about week 15. And off the top of my head, I don't even know what that is just because there was so much weird stuff going on. Please like and subscribe. The music is Pray for Japan by Free Events Orchestra. This has been This Week in L5R. And I am Shisaru Nasanaka. Thank you.